Hello everyone, welcome to Birdcast, the only podcast recorded inside a live aviary. And today, we are presenting the final chapter of our three-part series, Into Solid Air, Saving Millions of Wild Birds. Today's episode talks about what is available in Australia, and what information Australia has about the birds that are dying because of glass in our building. Also today, is some very exciting news. We are announcing Birdcast's first listener competition, so be sure to check out those details in the podcast. So thanks for listening. Take it away, Birdman Dad. Hi everybody, how are you going? Okay, so what we thought we would talk about today, the Bird Strike Project. The amount of feedback we've had on this is unbelievable, so we thought we'd do a little bit more and continue on with it. So, but really appreciate all the feedback that's coming from all around the world. It's fantastic. So as you heard over the last couple podcast episodes, with free-flying Australian birds colliding into glass, obviously is a serious problem. It's not just here in Australia, but it's worldwide. And unfortunately, it's killing tens of thousands of our birds every year. So it, it is something that, you know, I never realised and, and was aware of it, but it, um, it really is. So, you know, we've listened to world experts on the issue. Dr. Daniel Clem Jr., he spoke about a number of birds dying every year hitting glass. And the simple way to solve this environmental issue, although worldwide there is quite a lot of information on the issue, Australia has, you know, not a lot of information about birds dying because of glass windows and pools and fencing, but BirdLife Australia, which a lot of people would obviously be aware of, started the Bird Strike Project. Um, It'd be a few years ago now in an effort to try and determine the scale of the issue. They were also trying to find the hot spots for the bird deaths. But unfortunately, due to limited money, like always, you know, obviously they rely on government funding and um, we've spoken about it before on a lot of our podcasts. It's not a vote catcher, this type of thing. So a lot of government departments aren't really giving a lot of money out to these projects. So, but BirdLife Australia is actually a private organisation, so they do rely on the public, obviously, to... to, um, help them out um, and every little bit helps so you know you might not think that by if there's um, something you can do a small donation you can make well it all it all does help so yeah this project is still accepting information about bird strike by a survey link but they are currently not able to process the data um, BirdLife Australia did issue an update in I think it was 2019 concerning that a 30,000 plus reports that they received about bird strikes. So there you go, that's that's unbelievable. And that's just people ringing in. Um, like I say, they, they put a survey out and people saying, yep, look, this is happening more often than not at our place. Um, the, the, I know the report showed a lot of different birds that hit the glass. This, you know, I'm talking about Australia at the moment. And, and the most common birds that would um, be, you know, was the glass strike. But rainbow lorikeets are a number one, and kookaburras and magpies. 
So it's, you know, pretty sad because normally when they hit, they don't last very long and, and they, you know, they obviously, you know, they do die. But then again, there's other places in, in Australia, obviously Tasmania and Victoria and places like that, that our endangered birds were also dying through hitting glass. And the most uh, notable was the swift parrot. So, I mean, there's really not a lot of swift parrots left out there in the wild. So um, it's, you know, really sad. And, you know, they're an endangered bird. It's really sad to hear that, you know, things like that are happening. I mean, we haven't had any feedback on the orange belly parrots, but because they're even more endangered. But, yeah, just to hear that, well, any bird, but, you know, to hear that the swift parrots, you know, their breeding numbers are very low now. They're only around about 1,000 birds of the swifts. You know, and if they, if they lose between 10 and 30 birds a year flying into glass just in the Tasmania area, well, you know, it's, you know, possibly a lot of these birds are young birds, but there would also be adult birds involved, I would have thought. But um, it, it, nevertheless, it's really sad. So I know BirdLife Australia, if you, if you wanted to contribute to the bird strike information, strike project, you can still, and, are, and they are encouraging you to. So if you wanted to go to the BirdLife survey, you could probably do your own online. So what we were thinking is um, we will post the link in the show notes. Hopefully someone may decide to donate funds to BirdLife Australia. I mean, that would be fantastic. Specifically, they could um, start examining the bird strike information. So, I mean, who knows? There, there may be someone out there. You never know. There is another bird strike information collection point that we have found, but this is a worldwide collection. But they do accept Australian information, including photos. So this page is run by BirdSafe and is called Global Bird Collision Mapper. So that's M-A-P-P-E-R. You can find this page by a simple Google search. I'm assuming a lot of people are better at it than me, but um, if I can find it, I'm sure you guys out there would be able to find it. And then you can register in order um, to submit information about the bird strikes happening at your place. So, yeah, um, I think there's these are two places that we've found a date, and there's probably many of others. So, um, yeah. So if everyone started providing information about the bird strikes in Australia, then maybe, with a bit of luck, government might start looking at at the glass to be approved, to be included in all buildings, and architects might start altering their designs into bird-friendly options. You never know, it, you know, so you've got to start somewhere. Obviously, in building, there are codes that set the rules for Australian buildings, what you can include, what you can't, you know, what you have or have to have. Most of these rules concern human safety, but I guess with maybe enough public input, the people deciding on what codes are important may start to change their thinking to include bird safety as well. It's, you know, like anything, we've got to start somewhere. I suspect, as many others, that overall people here will not make any significant change to the glass they use in buildings until the building codes are changed. So basically, yeah, you know, people aren't going to do it. But if it was something that 
was in the building code, um, and I'm, I'm sure there would be no extra cost involved, um, it would be great. It's a bit like, if you remember when safety belts, I can remember when we didn't used to have safety belts in, in a car. Um, I can remember my parents' cars not having seat belts in them at all. It wasn't until then that the laws were changed that they even introduced them. And now, of course, if you're not wearing them, you, you, you get fined. So, you know, that's um, what happens. So, like I say, we've got to start somewhere. So we've heard from Dan that overseas homes and small commercial buildings, three-storey and under, are killing a bit under half of the birds killed by glass. So even though it's less than, say, high-rise apartment buildings, the average home over there is still con um, contributing. So it's not necessarily a skyscraper issue. We have to assume, because we don't really have much Australian information, that it would be the same here. I guess we also have to think how many more glass swimming pool fences would we have in Australia? Obviously, with Australia being a hot climate, you know, every second house these days seems to have a swimming pool and most people are putting up glass fences. Um, you know, other parts of the world, I guess, you know, some parts it snows, so it's not going to be an issue for them. Many homeowners do post across social media with regular frequent, you know, frequently photos about birds hitting their windows. So we made a list of things that you can do to help save the birds from glass. The first thing on the list is actual bird feeders. So I know over here in Western Australia, it's actually illegal to feed wild birds. So I guess thankfully this is no longer a significant issue here, but I obviously understand that people do do it. So, but in other in other parts of Australia, um, you are allowed to. So, basically, if you are using bee, uh, bird feeders, you need to be placing these bird feeders as close as possible to your window. Now, I know that sounds silly, but they've done all the tests and. They've, they have worked out that if the closer you can get it to the window, the safer the birds are. So, and what they mean by that is you can actually get uh, suction feeders that will actually go on the glass itself, um, or if you're able to attach it to your window frame or just below the window frame, but they, they recommend no more than 50 centimetres from your window because the bird's obviously going to come in, see the feeder, and stop at the feeder but if you had the feeder for example i don't know maybe 10 meters away the bird feeds and takes off and that's when they fly and hit the window so so obviously any distance after 50 centimeters which is 500 millimeters which is not far is just simply not safe okay so if we for example have existing glass windows and clear pool fencing there are products available to buy in Australia that can be used on existing windows. So no matter what you decide to use, you need to remember though, you have to cover the entire window. So if you go down to your local hardware or your bunning store, just by placing a, a hawk sticker on the window, it's not going to work. But if you were to 
put several across the window have no more than a five centimetre gap from sticker to sticker, then that, that can, you know, that can work. This type of spacing will, well, what the idea of the keeping the stickers as close as you can will actually it even saves the little tiny birds. So, um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, but whatever you decide to use, um, we've had some great examples provided by our listeners. Um, but you have to understand it has to go on the outside of the window. So you can't put it on the inside because the birds can't see it. It has to go on the outside of, of, of the window. Um, I know it's a bit of a pain uh, because you'd have to replace the stickers. You'd have the weather elements against them, but um, that, that's really the only way that it, you know, it, it, it can work. Pen marks, they're out in the weather from time to time because you can get obviously get the marker pens and people have been sending in and they're showing that they're doing all that. That's great and it, it, it all works. But again, you'd, you know, you'd have to redo it. So, But like we say, some, some of the listeners really gone all out and have used some full-size uh, stained glass window stickers and it looks really awesome. So uh, there's obviously people out there that have had the issue and know all about the issue. So the um, and just um, you know you could like I say you can draw on the window with um, a Posca pen um, as long as it like I say it's on the outside of the window and you obviously have to cover the entire window space. Another successful retrofit to existing glass is placing shade cloth. Um, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you you know if you're getting a lot of bird strikes and you think, oh gee, what can I do to save these poor little birds? Um, we've actually had some people send in some pictures of just hanging shade cloth there because obviously then the birds can see it. Or the other thing one person sent in was fly screen. They had some fly screens done and put them across the entire window. There's actually a company selling bird screen, which essentially hangs over your window all year round. The other option, of course, is the paracord curtain, external fitting item that hangs, again, in front of your window, but, again, on the outside. Um, it has vertical paracords, uh, like, um, how can I explain it, like uh, cotton piping that runs the full length of your window. This paracord curtain is a solution for... Um, you see it a lot, well, we have been seeing a lot now that we've sort of raised the issue. People are putting it on their clear pool fencing. So you sort of run a, a cord up and down, so on the vertical, over the pool fencing, securing it. Some people have secured it at the bottom with a little toggle and a person that developed this paracord curtain known as Zen Curtain has even provided DIY instructions to make one. And we'll put that and post it on the link to show on notes how to do it. It's actually a cheap option um, and has heaps of applications. So this end curtain, I think, was installed at Queensland University Brain Institute building back in 2019. So when looking how to make your existing windows bird safe, consider the plant shrub and bird attracting bushes that you have planted in your garden, how these are encouraging birds to actually enter the class danger zone. Probably the best thing is if you're placing blinds, 
as your window dressings, leaving them half open, helps create a lined pattern in the window so the bird can actually see. Leaving your windows very dirty or soapy on them, though not always 100% effective, it most certainly more safe for birds than sparkling clean ones, but I would imagine most people like their windows clean, so that might not be an option, but that's something that people are doing. There are commercially um, available films that you can apply to your existing windows. So there's many companies supply one-way viewing glass films. So the type you can see on the rear of vehicles when the driver can see out from but you in the car behind them only see the advert in the rear of the window so i i mean i see them just about every day down in in perth driving around we we you know there's cars with these um adverts on the rear of the window so sort of makes sense these um films have been around for years they're not really sold specifically as a bird safe but have um, a very long window life, so we used to have uh, we used to have them on some of our work vehicles at one time. So they do last a long time, and they do make glass birds safe. One of those types of window films has actually been used at the Mary Kane Cross Nature Park glass fronted building in the southeast of Queensland, and as far as we've been able to find out. It may be the first Australian building to retrofit uh, their glass to be bird safe. So that's, I guess, well done to those, you know, Mary Kane Cross and thanks from, from all the birds. That was a really good initiative for them to go and do that. The one Pacific bird safe film that you can apply to existing windows that you can get to put on Australian windows is a film made by Feather Friendly in Canada. So that's a company that um, are actually making something. It's a film made specifically to make glass, so either pool fencing or your windows, visible to the birds. Um, and it's not very ob obvious to humans, so it's not, not like it's going to stand out, So which is good. Um, this film is made up of tiny-sized dots, that are no more than five centimetres apart. It comes in like a, in rolls, um, and you follow the spacing instructions, sticking it onto your glass. So there's another a great idea. Unfortunately, it's not being sold by anyone in Australia at the moment, but it's being sold by Urban Wildlife Trust in New Zealand, and they will actually post it to Australia. This um, feather-friendly film in the commercial sheet size is what recently applied to the Wellington cable car station to make it a lot safer there for birds as well. The last type of retrofitting of existing windows is really about building design rather than windows themselves. Adding things to the outside of the buildings like louvers, uh, you know, metal fins will also obstruct the window glass from birds and if placed at correct distance will prevent bird strike death. Many public buildings have considered such options in the design stage and are often seen as um, art installations rather than only making the glass behind it bird safe. With new glass, obviously we've spoken about it in the previous podcast episodes, 
Only two at this time are proven to be effective in all new glass uses. So, um, but as from today, um, 2022, both of these recommended new bird safe glasses are not being made in Australia. But we are hoping this may change in the near in the very near future. If you want to know more about the types of recommended bird safe new glass, please go back and listen to the other podcast episodes. So that's worth going back and having a listen to that. There's building design. There are several design strategies those creating buildings can include to make the glass within the new building bird safe. It may include design features like window fins, louvers, barriers placed over the windows to stop birds gaining access to the glass behind them. The placement of plants, um, you know, trees, shrubs around the building is also important for in reducing bird deaths. Also, people have gotten hold of us um, and with indoor gardens and plants, as we have more people moving into apartment spaces, we need to consider not only, I guess, gardens outside the building, but also those inside the building. We've seen, you know, in an office space with pot plants pushed up towards the glass windows in high rise. Unfortunately, and sadly for the birds flying along, they don't, you know, realise that there's glass in front of these plants and often they hit the glass trying to get to the plants. So sort of be mindful of indoor gardens. If you're creating one and how it impacts on birds outside the glass who also want to visit. So it's something worth considering. I guess you can you can block this garden view. Yeah, so just consider alternate lighting and how close you're actually going to put the the plants to the glass so obviously if it's too close to the glass unless you've got alternate lighting which some people do use grow lights um, it's going to become an issue um, so these are all just suggestions that have been uh, gathered from the world expert um, Dan Clem as well as what we've found available in Australia so it's a bit sad considering all the expert evidence presented that there are many Australians out there that do not think it's an issue. Um, I guess it's even sadder that some people want to say this problem is not as bad as another one like, I don't know, feral cats. All these issues are killing our wild birds. Um, and of course, whether it be bird strikes, cats, foxes, whatever, it's all the deaths add up. So we all understand habitat removal is a leading cause of bird numbers, unfortunately, and I'm, I'm assuming, and I don't know, I'm no expert, maybe that's um, contributing to the to the bird strikes, I don't know. I mean, we're chopping down and removing so many trees and shrubs. I mean, we've just recently witnessed it within our neighbourhood that a, a big front-end load has gone in and just virtually demolished, you know, um, three acres of small shrubs. So the glass problem is solvable there's things that we as australians can do in so many ways to try and help stop our wild birds from um, dying because of you know bird strikes hitting glass in buildings so yeah we hope 
that it's more localised information is useful and that many of you will start thinking and making a glass change. It would be, you know, it would be great if, um, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years time that it was just something that was put into new buildings. It would be, it would be unbelievable. But um, I guess we've got to get the mindset of people in government departments change. So whether that'll be the younger generation that come along or not, I don't know. But so like um, here at Birdcast, we are most appreciating of all our listeners. And as a special event, we are pleased to be able to offer our listeners a chance to win a copy of Dr. Dan Clem's book, Solid Air, Invisible Killer, Saving Billions of Birds from Windows. Um, Dan signed the books and has written in them. We have two books on offer. So if you are keen to have one of these books in your hands, please head over to our Facebook, Instagram, use YouTube's or Reddit pages and leave a message saying what is the unique solution that could be included into our new glass for building that would make both birds and humans happy. Um, the entries comments need to be made by the 1st of August and what we'll do is we'll just be randomly selecting the book winners from the comments received. So please get involved in it. To be in the running, you must have a postal address within Australia. But anyway, thanks for listening. Um, and as always, we will leave all the mentioned pages, products and links in the show notes below and post all relevant photos to our Facebook, Instagram and Reddit pages. So thanks for your time. Um, it's something that Birdman Dad and all our followers are very passionate about. So if we make a, a little bit of effort, it might help them in the long run. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening today. And we hope that you found the Australian relevant information presented to our listeners helpful and encouraging to make your own glass change. We welcome anyone to send us posts onto our page showing us what they've done with their homes to make their homes bird glass safe. As always, all the relevant links and information will be posted in the show notes and across our Instagram page, Facebook and Reddit. Don't forget to get your listener entry in for our very first BirdCast listener competition. Alright everyone, well I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Bye now.